The MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Edge Boost. Edge Boost, Edge Boost enables you to double your bet with no interest. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com to get started today. Welcome, everyone, to the MLB Gambling Podcast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It is Tuesday, June the 6th, currently 5.05 on the East Coast, here to handicap the games on or for Wednesday on the Diamond. And joining me here to help me break it down, you guys know him as the voice of the NBA Gambling Podcast. And here on the MLB Gambling Podcast, it's playoff Lante, Lante Otani. What's going on, my man? <laughs> yeah, man, everything's going good. Uh, looking forward to uh, getting to some of these gym matchups. Some really good ones. Um, I guess about four or five really, really good ones. Uh, so looking forward to some of these series uh, kicking off also. Yeah, man. Um, really good match to start the week here. So I think it's going to be, it's been pretty good baseball, man. I know me and Dylan were talking offline before we got on to the pod here that I feel like we're, uh, at least I'm reading the board real well, at least for this week. I don't have a rough week last week, but hopefully everybody's been cashing with us for the uh, pod picks as our far as our lock and dogs have been going for the uh, podcast. But also joining us here to help us break down the Wednesday betting card. You guys know him as a voice on the NFL Gambling Podcast, on the WNBA Gambling Podcast, and of course here on the MLB Gambling Podcast. It's Dylan Rockford. D-Rock, how you doing, buddy? What's going on, guys? Good to be with you. Uh, yeah, got some good games to go over. And yeah, last last week, 25 and 13, up 10 units. So yeah, we're, we're seeing the board well. So uh, make sure you guys just follow along all on our tally site. We, we give out our plays as well. So uh, yeah, just keep following along. I yesterday had a good day on tally side. Uh, put I think I put in nine picks. Uh, the ones that I bet and I really did like uh, ended up going seven and two. So hopefully we can carry that momentum uh, into the Tuesday night schedule. And of course here on the Wednesday night schedule for the MLB day, uh, Captain Insano already know what's going down on Wednesday. We'll touch on that in a little bit. Jordan Lyle's day, my favorite day of the week, as always. Um, you can make money with him within about mm, five minutes or so if you're betting the Yerfies uh, for uh, Jordan Lyles Day. Um, did get some news across. We'll briefly touch on it before we do get into the games because we do have five games um, on the Wednesday schedule that we don't know who is pitching in those games. So we'll just skip over skip over those. Um, Doug gives us some time here briefly at the top to uh, discuss the Jacob DeGrom news that did come across the board here Uh Unfortunately, if you're a Rangers fan or even a fan of Jacob DeGrom, and unfortunately for Jacob DeGrom as well, man, um, he will be undergoing Tommy John surgery. We'll miss at least, I believe, a minimum of 12 months uh, recovering from TJ surgery. So um, I know a lot of people when we or when he did sign with the Rangers that I think, I mean, all baseball fans knew that it, it – that contract and Jacob DeGrom came with injuries. I know Mets, I know Dylan, you're the Mets fan. You're all too familiar with Jacob DeGrom and the injuries that he's had to deal with. But um, as a fan of baseball, um, it sucks to see. It, it really does because we know how great Jacob DeGrom can be when he's fully healthy. I mean, he's won multiple Cy Youngs. He's a dominant pitcher. So um, I'm hoping this isn't the end of the road for Jacob DeGrom. But um, I mean, I know he's getting up there in age as well. And now, 
having to deal with Tommy John surgery, it's going to suck. And I don't know, we'll, we'll get the guys' thoughts here as well. We were talking about what this kind of means for the Rangers as well. But, uh, Lante, let me start with you about the Jacob DeGron news. Um, thoughts on it? How does it, I mean, how does it really affect the Rangers going forward, if at all it did? Because he wasn't with the team for about, I think, a month or so, even more than that. Yeah, uh, I mean, sad, like you said, for him just being a fan of, of baseball and a fan of his, um, showing just like his dom- he's been dominant, uh, man, for quite a while. I know the Mets are kind of glad they dodged that bullet when they did. Um, mm-hmm. But, I mean, it's just it's just sad to see just constant injury after injury. We don't want to see injuries in any sport. The best going against the best. But, I mean, for him to sustain this injury – uh, I knew something was bad when they said he was going back on the 60 day IL. Yeah, I, I thought yeah. so, I thought something was up. Um, but yeah, man, it's just sad. I mean, and as far as for the Rangers, I mean, I think you touched on it. I don't think they'll be quite, you know, they don't, they won't be it won't be quite a big quite big of a hit being that he was only with them at the beginning and they got a rotation of I mean, um all these guys are just doing well. I mean, t- we touched on it, Perez. Um, Avaldi, like all these guys, Dunning, Gray, all these guys are pitching really, really well. Now, if that was to happen, like say, you know, towards the end of the season, they would go out. Maybe that would affect them because you know those guys wouldn't be used to going up and being, uh, I guess, the number, the three to the two and the two to the one. Mm. Um, in that case, but I man, overall, I don't think the Rangers will be affected at all, just simply because I mean, he didn't just he wasn't there. Yeah. So, um, hopefully they got something in the contract like Donald Drug was mentioning before we came on. Hope they got something in the contract that had to do with injuries or games played because that's a lot of money to be paying him for him yeah. to only – what did he only pitch? Like three or four games, right? Six if games. That, yeah, six games. Yeah. Okay, yeah, man. So that's that's tough. Uh, I, I I feel bad for him. I uh, hope he comes back, man. I, I just – I mean, injuries and age, no matter what sport you're in, all the time – Hey, he's gonna get you. So uh, let's hope that he bounces back from this, and um, hopefully we see him. Uh, hopefully we see him again soon. Um, so I wish him a speedy recovery. Yep, uh, Dylan. I know you're the Mets fan. Um, your team obviously did does dodge the bullet with uh, Jacob Degrom. But thoughts overall about Degrom? Yeah, very unfortunate because when he is healthy, he's probably, if not the best pitcher in baseball, right up there. But since 2014, 2014, he had 22 starts, 2015, 30, 2016, 24, 2017, 31, 2018, 32, 2019, 32. And then from there, 2020, he had 12, 2021, he had 15. Last year, he had 11 and this year, just six. So he hasn't had over four, 35 starts in over 10 years. So, yeah. Uh, it's going to be tough. Uh, and Tano d- did mention in the chat, Ivaldi and uh, Tyon also had two Tommy John surgeries. So it is possible to come back and be a starter. But I do think he he would be better suited to come out of the bullpen. But uh, Lante was right. I think uh, they, won't, they won't be affected at all. You got Andrew Heaney, John Gray, Dane Dunning, Martin Perez. They think Ivaldi's pitching really well. And don't forget, they got Jake Odorizzi coming back soon in the second half of the season. Mm-hmm. So... I don't think they'll lose a step. Their offense is probably top five offense in the league right now. So very unfortunate. Mets dodged a bullet. And that's why you see they only wanted to sign him for three years and not give him all that money. But uh, you got to think the Rangers have some protection in the contract somewhere. Yeah, 100%. Um, just basically think how if Jacob was healthy with how well the 
pitchers are changed right now, how good of a team this would be going forward uh, in the future, not only for the playoffs, but also possibly for a World Series run. I know currently they're sitting around 14 to 1, depending on the book, but um, you know, give credit to the pitching rotation for what the guys have been able to do with John Gray, with Nathan Evaldi. Uh, Dane Dunning has been really good as well. Um, I know Martin Perez has kind of been up and down as far as the sea for the Texas Rangers, you know, more soft than not uh, in his career. I'll touch on this as well. I think we all kind of expected Alec Manel yesterday against the Astros to be sent uh, down to the Florida Complex League. Um, from what I've been reading, this is like – this is like the dumps of the dumps. I mean, not the dumps of the dumps, but it's like below like single A or like close I think to like it's rookie single ball. A. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. So that's exactly what it is. I, I, and I want, I, I'm not sure if I read this correctly, but that's maybe where the Blue Jays um, spring training is based out of in Florida there. But I'm not sure. I'll, I'll have to double check that, fact check that. But I think we saw this coming. I mean, you guys have any thoughts on, uh, on Manoa, uh, Dylan? Uh, real quick, you could see it from a mile away. Just the last four or five starts, yeah. the whole month of May yeah. was a, abysmal for him. Uh, I don't like to take personal shots, but he did come over seriously overweight this season. I think that's a huge issue. I think the pitch clock is a big issue for him as well. So there are a lot of things, and you know, I think this is the right step. I'm not. We're not saying he's not a major league starter because he definitely proved it last season that he is. He just needs to work on some things down in Florida. So. Do that, get some confidence back, lose some weight, and then come back because this team does need him. Yeah, 100%. Lonte, any thoughts on uh, Manoa? Yeah, I think uh, D-Rock hit it on the head. But as far as the weight and the pitch clock, I thought there was those were two of the main issues that he was having. Um, maybe the weight is like kind of taken away from some of the things that he can do velocity-wise and him being able to get into his pitches a little bit earlier. So I'm not sure if that's why. Um, but – I think the guys on MLB tonight I was watching um, and they were like kind of highlighting the game. Uh, it was one of the only early games on last night and they said maybe an injury. Um, I, they were going on an assumption that, oh, he just can't be this bad, but trying to like play a little injury thing. So, I mean, I don't know, maybe, but what I saw yeah. was exactly what D-Rock saw was the, the pitch clock being effective and him not being comfortable getting into his stuff later. Uh, and not being able to adjust, and also, you know, the the weight thing uh, was a big thing that I saw. Um, but I wouldn't be opposed to maybe some injury, but he, I'm pretty sure he'll get it back. Like D Rock said, he proved it last year that he could do it. Um, now they're going to have to rely on um, Kevin Gosman a lot, uh, and they were already struggling with the bat. Yeah. So I mean, I'm pretty sure they're going to be buyers at the deadline try to get an arm in, arm or two in. I mean, Kras uh, Kevin Gossman have been pretty good. Kikuchi showed flashes, but he's I think he's really the pitcher that we saw last season where, you know, a lot of people were fading him in certain spots. But, um, yeah, definitely nothing. I don't think it's injury-related. Maybe it's just something between the ears. And like you guys said, maybe it's something from a physical standpoint about, you know, him dropping a few pounds here and just kind of getting refocused. And there's nothing wrong with it. It's happened to some of the best pitchers in the, in, in in the league where you kind of go down, just kind of try to fix your mechanics, see if you can do it and then come back up and, and kind of have a fresh start again, uh, maybe to the second half of the season. But we will definitely keep an eye on uh, the news and maybe some other pitch that will be getting sent down uh, just because they have been struggling. Um, all right, guys, before we get to 
the Wednesday schedule. Let me tell everyone about Edge Boost. This episode is supported by Edge Boost. Edge Boost is the world's first pay now, sorry, bet now, pay later Visa card. Edge currently offers up to 2,500 in betting advances, which can be an extremely valuable tool. Imagine what you can do with an increased bankroll. Get down on some of your favorite futures without tying up your bankroll for months. Double down on a favorite bet you like or even use to create an awesome middle or even hedge. Edge Boost isn't some sleazy loan shark as they charge 0% interest. Do you know of a way you can access more money to place on your favorite bets without paying any interest? Well, that's why Edge Boost is here. No more hassling your friends or family to get that extra money to bet on games or, you know, create that middle opportunity. Edge Boost is here. Edge Boost can also be a part of a responsible gambling plan as you can set up daily, weekly, or monthly limits across all your betting accounts in one place. So, do us a huge favor, support SGPN and grow your bankroll by going to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge to sign up. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge. Must be 21 years or older to use problem gambling. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, boys. Uh, like I mentioned at the top of the show, we're missing pitchers for about five. Uh, we'll probably skip over those, but I'll mention it as we kind of do go along. But First game on the board for the Wednesday schedule. We have early start, 1235 Eastern start between the Oakland A's and the Pittsburgh Pirates. We're currently seeing Hogan Harris is going to get the start for the Oakland A's. And Ronce Contreras gets the start for the Pittsburgh Pirates. Uh, looking at the line for this game. Give me one second. Let me refresh my page here. Oh, the Pirates are a minus 165 home favorite, plus 140 on the money line for the Oakland A's. Total is set at 8.5, run line minus 1.5, plus 125 for the Pirates, and plus 1.5, minus 145 for the A's. Uh, D-Rock, take us away. Yeah, you can still find some nines out there over on DraftKings, so that's where I'm headed. Uh, I'm going to go under nine in this one. I just feel like nine's a little too high. I made my total 8.3, so both teams really not scoring a bunch of runs. Hogan Harris, he didn't pitch all that bad in his last start against the Marlins. Five innings, only gave up two runs, no walks. He did strike out five batters. The game also ended for nothing. Now for uh, Contreras. Not the best start against the Cardinals, even though they did win. He got kind of roughed up a bit, but thankfully the A's, they're only hitting 206 off of righty. So I, I think this could be a good spot for him to get his confidence back, a little bounce back start here for him. So game ended 5-4 yesterday, just hit the 9. So I think we see a lower game here. I think the Pirates keep it rolling. I don't want to lay 190 with them, but uh, I like the under a little better here. Lante. Yeah, man. So I'm just, it's going to be quite simple for me. I mean, Pirates, six game win streak. They're playing some of the best baseball. I think they they are, uh, are they back um, number one in the division right after last night? I think they're tied or they took a half game lead or something. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah, I thought, yeah, I thought so. So yeah, man, they're a bit on team for me. Uh, Oakland is, is Fade City, obviously. Um, I'll probably let the Pirates on the run line. I don't want to lay the, the juice on, on the 190. Um, Pirates have covered six of the last 10 games as far as run line. Oakland failed to cover in seven of the last 10 run lines, uh, 11 and 20 on the run line on the road. Um, I, if I'm not mistaken, they haven't won a day game yet, right? Uh, the Oakland, they haven't won a day game. They lost 15 straight on the road. Um, yeah. They've got they've got the fifth highest K rate in the league. So back to what d was saying, I think that uh, Contreras has a, you know, a, a good game and he's settling in. So I definitely agree with the under. But as far as the play for me, man, I'm just going to be quite simple. We're going to take the uh, 
going to take the Pirates on the run line at the plus price. I think they can come out and uh, and mash on um, a match against this uh, Oakland defense. I'm trying to find the exact um, stat for the day games for the Oakland A's. Um, I want to say it's like O of 20-something. I'm trying to find it. Give me a second. Let's see if I can find it. Um, yeah, here we go. So uh, O and 23 in day games as a, as a dog of 130 or more. That's the exact stat for okay. um, I thought the so. Oakland I thought A's. Like yeah, and again, uh, credit uh, Ralph, Ralph Michaels. He's a great follow with some of these trends that he does put um on the on his page so uh definitely a great follow uh if you haven't already followed ralph michaels on twitter uh yeah i agree with you guys i'm not going to add much more to it um i just think the pirates um have the better pitcher on the mound here again Owen 23 that's not a train that i want to uh fade right now for uh the oakland a's so uh definitely taking the pirates here uh on the uh money line and possibly the run line as well uh, next Moon off the board, let's go over to a yeah. Real quick, uh, Lante made a good point last week about yeah, I could hear you uh, about the NL Central uh, possibly putting a ticket in for the Pirates at plus nine hundred. They've already shot up to plus five fifty at some books. So I hope I hope you guys listen and put it because I did. I put a little yeah, something put on that at in. plus nine hundred. Yeah. I think they're live to be honest. Yeah, for sure. I mean, especially how bad that NL Central division has been, right? Captain Santa pointing it out as well. I mean, that NL Central division is wide open. I mean, I don't think anybody expected the Cardinals to be this bad uh, thus far this season. Uh, Cubs have kind of been trending water. Um, Brewers, same thing. Again, the offense has just been the same issue for them. And pitching has kind of been their downfall as well, as as shocking as that is. Um, so the team that has really stepped up has been the Pittsburgh Pirates. I mean, they're they're playing – they're playing a bunch, playing with house money because nobody or a lot of people, including myself, didn't expect them to be here. Um, I know, I think Noah and both uh, Mal were were high on the Pirates coming into the season. So hopefully they can continue it, man. That's some great value right now. At least even at nine to one before even the season, I'm sure it was is a huge number. But even at nine to one, when Lante gave it out last week, now odds are down to around five fifty uh, across uh, some books. Uh, all right, guys, next game on the board at 410 Eastern start. We got the Seattle Mariners uh, taking on the San Diego Padres. Uh, Currently lines for this game I'm seeing. Uh, George Kirby is going to get the start for the Mariners, and Michael Walker gets the start here for the Padres. Uh, total, sorry, the money line is even money for the Seattle Mariners, and the Padres are a minus 120 home favorite. Total is set at eight. Run line plus one and a half, minus one ninety for the Mariners, and minus one and a half, plus one sixty for the Padres. Uh, Lante, take us away, my man. Yeah, so I like two things in here in this game, and I like the under, and I like Seattle. I thought it's, I thought the price is pretty appropriate. I, I would probably, uh, I would probably make it more so like one ten, like um, flat on each side. But getting plus money with Seattle, I'll take it. I think it's going to be a defensive uh, type of game. Both of these teams have top five defenses, uh, and both teams are struggling offensively. Um, Seattle's back 226, which is uh, 26 overall. Um, they've won four of the last five, so they're winning with you know some defense. Kirby's been solid on the road. Um, usually goes about seven innings. He's been seven innings at least uh, in uh, at least five of his games, uh, five of the last seven starts. I'm sorry, and his last start versus New York. 
uh, well, the Yankees are. He had uh, three hits and uh, no earned, eight scoreless. Uh, he had one run mm-hmm. and three last five row starts. So, man, he's been he's been pitching well. Um, and Walker also, he started off, you know, a rough end of March and start of April, but uh, he's coming into his own. He finished May with a, a he finished May three and oh. I'm sorry, ERA, 7.3 Ks per nine, allowed one or zero runs in four of the last five. So, like I said, man, I'm expecting a defensive game. I love the under, um, and I lean to Seattle, thinking it should be more so like one team or so. I can't – I don't trust the – I mean, I know San Diego Diego got it going um, with the bats yesterday, but, I mean, as inconsistent as they've been all year, um, I don't expect that to keep going. So, with a good defensive team like Seattle – uh, Kirby on the mound. Like I went over his numbers, he's been solid on the road. Uh, I love Seattle in this spot. I love the under in this game as well. Um, Michael Walker hasn't allowed more than two earned runs in in uh, any of his last six starts. The so last time he did go three or more were in back to back starts all the way back in April twentieth and twenty sixth. But since then, against the Reds, the Twins, the Royals, the Red Sox, the Yankees, and the Cubs, hasn't allowed more than two earned runs in any of those starts. And like you mentioned, Lante, George Kirby has been really good as far as uh, the season. I know he had one bad start against the Pirates. But other than that, he's been really, really solid, especially on the road. So under eight for me as well in this game here. Uh, Dylan, what do you got? Yeah, under as well as a team ride. This might be one of my favorite plays of the day. I made my total 7.6. Eight. I actually got an eight and a half earlier in the day, and I jumped all on that. I thought that was egregious, to be honest. Pirates and unders are the gift that keeps on giving. 19 and 39 toward the under this season. They've gone under this number in four straight games. They only hit 211 off of righties. And I just think this is a great spot for George Kirby. I only made the Padres a minus 105 favorite. I think there's value there with the uh, uh, Mariners. I think they're alive. He's great on the road. And I think he could build off that last start. He had a really good start against the Yankees, a very good hitting team. So I think the Mariners are alive, and I also love the under with you guys. All right. Uh, next game on the board. Uh, let's go over to uh, 6.05 Eastern start. The Detroit Tigers, they are going to be taking on the Philadelphia Phillies. Reese Olsen gets a start here for the Tigers, and Zach Wheeler gets a start here for the Philadelphia Phillies. Phillies, a heavy home favorite of minus 250, plus 210 on the money line for the Tigers. Total is set at eight with a little bit of big towards the over at minus 120. Run line, minus one and a half, minus 125 for the Phillies, and plus one and a half, plus 105 for the Detroit Tigers. Uh, Dylan, take us away. Yeah, another total for me. I like the over, actually. Eight. Uh, I got it at even money. I made my total 8.3, just above the number, but I'm just out on both pitchers. Wheeler does pitch better at home, but he just gives up too much hard contact. Ever since the beginning of May, he's allowed seven to eight hits per start. If you continue down that path, eventually you're going to get lit up, and that's exactly what we saw his last start against the Nationals. Now, uh, with Reese Olsen, this is only his second start of the year, and I feel like the bats have kind of woken up for the Phillies a little bit these past few games and not to mention they hit righties really well so I I, you know I just saw the first game of the series yesterday it went over the total I think we see a high scoring series in general so eight seems like a little bit uh too small for me especially at even money I'll take the over here Lante yeah man I don't have much in this game to be honest with you uh the bats have woken up especially uh Castellanos uh he's been hitting the ball really really well uh, I know our friend Adam Rosenberg loved um, Bryce Harper today, so maybe they can carry it on. But I mean, Detroit's 16 and 14 on the run line. 
um, on the road. So I might be looking at them at that plus price. Uh, I, I don't really trust the Phillies just yet. I need to see it a little bit more. Um, but like I said, not much. I, I'm with D-Rock on the over. Uh, slight lean for me on that first five over also, thinking that, you know, if those bats get going early, they could get to Reese and, and cause some havoc. So, uh, but I still like uh, Detroit uh, plus one and a half on the uh, on the run line. Yeah, I, I mean, I can't lay a minus two fifty prior with Zach Weir. Uh, he hasn't been very good thus far this season, uh, especially at night. If you take a look at his day and night splits this season, he really prefers pitching during the day and afternoon games. He's four and one with a two point eight three ERA during the day. At night, 0-3 with a 7.71 ERA. Um, all four of his wins have come during the day. So maybe something to write down that, you know, if he does get day starts going forward, um, that that's the time that you want to back Zach Wheeler. But, yeah, I, I could see runs in this game. Um, Phillies bats, I think, got it going on Sunday against uh, against the Nationals, and then I think they've been able to carry that into this week um, in their matchup against the Tigers. So, over eight, I would uh, agree with you guys as well on that play. Uh, before we continue the recapping of Wednesday games here, let me tell everyone about Underdog Fantasy. We're brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Best Ball Mania 4 is here, and Underdog Fantasy is giving away $15 million in prizes, plus plenty of ways to win with the NBA, NHL, and MLB with their player prop parlays. Head over to underdogfantasy.com and use promo code SGPN for a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. All right, boys. Uh, next game on the board here we have. Let's go to a start. Kansas City Royals uh, are in Miami to take on the Marlins. Jordan Lyles gets the start for the Kansas City Royals. Miami Marlins are going to be sitting out Edward Cabrera. Edward Cabrera and the Marlins are a minus 165 home favorite, plus 140 on the money line for the uh, Kansas City Royals. Total set at 8.5 with big towards the over at minus 120. Run line minus 1.5, plus 120 for the Marlins, and plus 1.5, minus 140 for the uh, Royals here. Lante, take us away. Yeah, man. I mean, it's it's simple, man. It's Jordan Lyles' day. Uh, although he did look good uh, against Colorado, eight Ks in five innings and one earned. Um, in his last five road starts, he's allowed four, seven, seven, and four. Um, he's allowed six runs per uh, per start. Uh, both teams bottom five in runs per in runs per game. So I would, I'm I'm slight leaning to to the under, but I don't know if I can just play an under on Jordan Lyles. I mean. Uh, Rara has been like excellent. He's allowed two runs or less in his last seven starts at home, allowed one or less in um in three of those. Uh I mean his competition had been the best. They think he played Oakland once and uh Washington twice, but still, I mean he's pitched well. He's had uh eight plus K's in the last three starts. So I would I would lean to an under um in the first five versus the full game. Uh if I mean Miami, if they can if Jordan Lyle can pitch a little better, I guess. So we could somewhat implement, I mean, emulate what he did against Colorado. Miami's bats outside of uh, outside of a few people, man, just not not as lethal. Um, so I'm liking the under here. I would also lean to to Miami, but of course, we're not playing on Jordan Lyles. No, we're not. Um, <laughs> Dylan, go ahead about Jordan Lyles. I'll, I'll I'll chime in after I'm uh, after Dylan gives a handicap. Right. Yeah. I've- 
I mean, instead of waiting around, like Muno said, just play the Yurfi. I mean, it's cashed so many times in Lyle Star. I don't have the number. I know Munoff will have it. But, you know, like Lante said, the Marlins are playing good. I think they should win this game. I'm just not going to lay 160 with them. Uh, They're 8-2 and in their last 10, including four straight. I think the fish get to them early. You could take the Marlins in the first inning at minus 135. I think that's a look as well. First five minus a half is at minus 144. That's also a look. It's a little chalky for my liking, but Marlins should win this game. Maybe a unit and a half type play, but going to be on the year fee, and I'll take the Marlins as well. 11 of 12 on the year feed this season for Jordan Lyles. Um, and Lonte covered it, right? I know he did uh, pretty good at home. In his last start, he gave up the one run. I think it was against the Rockies. Um, but other than that, he he had a really solid outing. But on the road, it's where he got into he's gotten into trouble. And I do like Edward Cabrera here uh, in the Marlins, just because you just take out his uh, day and sorry his um, home and road splits. It's a night and day difference at home for Edward Cabrera. Four and zero with a two point seven seven ERA. He's only allowed eight runs and twenty six innings pitched. And on the road, zero and four. 5.91 ERA for Edward Cabrera. So he's comfortable in Miami in his home stadium. I'm going to keep fading Jordan Lyles here. I do like the run line here, minus one and a half for the Miami Marlins. You get that at a nice plus price right now, around plus 120, plus 125. So definitely shop around for the best number. Don't hate the Marlins team totals either in this game. Um, again, get on that Yerfi as well. Uh, 11 of his, uh, 11 of the 12 starts have cashed on the Yerfi uh, for uh jordan lyles uh all right guys next game on the board it is going to be uh the minnesota twins and the tampa bay rays so this is one of the games where i do not have a pitcher for the rays do either of you see any update for the rays yet i don't know i don't Dylan, do you see anything no okay. i don't hold on let me look i, I'll look. I thought it was going to be zach efflin yeah i thought it was efflin too um so I thought Eflin was going on Tuesday night, right? Or tonight, I should say, since we recorded a day earlier. Yeah, is he is. Yeah, no, so I don't see tonight. Yet. Oh yeah, Eflin, Eflin is tonight. Um, hold on. I thought I saw. I thought I saw they were pitching. Um, Chirinos. I thought I see Lopez and Chirinos. Okay. okay. I did. I mean, yeah, I didn't handicap this game just because I didn't have a pitcher for the Rays. But yeah, I mean, that that had to just now come up. Like it had to yeah. just come up within the past, you know, seven or eight minutes. Yeah, um, um, I got a little, I got a little on it. I don't know if if D Rock has anything on it. I got a little something on it. If you want to, yeah, I didn't have anything on this game. But if you want to, you got something. Go ahead, man. Yeah. So, um, I, it's another where I like the under. Man, I, I think you know Minnesota's offense has has struggling. Both of these defenses are elite. Uh, top three runs allowed. Um, race first five will probably be a look for me to. 24, 6, and 2 on the season at home on the money line. The Twins are 7, 13, and 8 on the road. So that's a, a good trend to to look at. I think the Rays um, offense will, you know, put across one or two runs early on and stop the, the Minnesota Twins offense. I mean, it's not hard to do. They just don't have a lot of offense um, brewing right now. So, I mean, just something quick. That's all I had on it. I, I, I love the under. Um, if I had to look for a side, I'd play first five. Um, Tampa at home, they're they're wagging at home. First five is it's been money for me all year long, so that's a play that I'll be on. Uh, all right, um, Dylan, do you have anything? 
Yeah, no, I didn't have anything just because I didn't know who was going. But I agree. First five maybe is a look. Uh, Rays are just a wagon at home. Uh, don't I want to okay. see who goes for them? But uh, the unders uh, play as well. Pablo Lopez kind of settled in a little bit as well. So yeah, if we could get like an eight and a half, maybe nine, that'd be lovely. I'd take an under. Yeah, there. see, I don't see, I don't yeah. see lines. I just see the two pitchers listed. Um, but the lines like aren't up at all. I just see, I just see Lopez and um, Sharinos listed. All right. Uh, same case for the next game, which is going to be the White Sox and the Yankees. Uh, I do see Lance Lynn is going to get the start here for the Yankees. Sorry, for the White Sox. Um, and the Yankees don't have a pitcher yet. Uh, Lante, do you see anything on that? Uh, I didn't see anything for um, for the Yankees either. Uh, let me double okay. check. Um Vasquez, I did see that Nestor Cortez did get uh, put on the IL for the Yankees. Another yeah, pitcher. Yes, so I see Vasquez, but I mean I'm not sure if um, if that's 100% a go. I see the same thing. I see um, Vasquez and Lynn just no line, but I didn't, I didn't have much on it. I don't think uh, I think Lynn, he has he hasn't pitched well on the road. I mean he allowed uh, four plus runs in in three of the last four games. I mean the Yankees. Judge and uh, I mean Stanton's back, but you know the lineup still has has some work to do. Uh, I'll probably play a, a New York team total uh, just to stay on the safe side versus playing anything else. Yeah, we did uh, um, yesterday discuss or Scott discussed that Aaron Judge is more than likely going to be headed to the IL, and lo and behold, mm-hmm. I think earlier today we saw the news that he is in fact going to be on the IL with a uh, I believe it's a toe injury for the. Um, for the New York Yankees. So the offense completely does look different different without the reigning MVP in the uh, lineup for the New York uh, Yankees. Uh, Dylan, any thoughts on this game? Uh, no, I can't back Lance Lynn, though. Um, yeah. <laughs> so ho- ho- hopefully we get a uh, – I think maybe they open up at home, maybe minus 140, minus 145-ish. I thought it was going to be Johnny Brito, to be honest, to go for them. But – uh if he does go, uh, favor the Yankees here. I still think they could beat the White Sox at home. All right, so let's get over to the next game where we do have a pitching matchup. That's going to be the Arizona Diamondbacks and the Washington Nationals. 705 Eastern start. Zach Davies gets to start here for the Diamondbacks. And Patrick Corbin gets to start here for the Washington Nationals. He died back minus 125. Road favorite plus 105 on the money line for the Washington Nationals. Total set at nine and a half, but a little bit of big towards the under at minus 120. Run line minus one and a half, plus 130 for the Diamondbacks, and plus one and a half, minus 150 for the Nationals. D Rock, take us away. I hate to backtrack real quick, but uh, odds mm-hmm. just opened up for the White Sox and Yankees. Yankees minus 126, plus 108 for the White Sox. Over-under is at nine, so give me the Yankees at minus 126. Yeah, I think that was. is a very, very generous offer. But, uh, yeah, for this game, D-back snakes. Uh, give me the home puppy. I'll take the flyer with the Nationals. I only made the snakes a minus 120 favorite. I got the Nationals at plus 135. I think that's very good value for Patrick Corbin, who's kind of been backable in the month of May. You know, the Nationals, they've won five of his last six starts in the month of May. He hasn't allowed more than two runs at home in his last three starts. And I'm going to fade Zach Davies, who's he only had one start on the road. I kind of want to see a little more out of him. I know the bats have been well for the Snakes, but at this price, I think I just got to take a flyer here with the Nationals. So plus 135 at home. Give me the home puppy. Um, I'll tell you what you got. Yeah, it used to be, man, we could make a lot of money fading Patrick Corbin and um Jordan Lyles on the same day, but Corbin's been like 
uh, D-Rock said Corbin's been pretty solid uh, over the month of May. Uh, I like the over more than anything. Um, Arizona's been under been under team in the last ten as in the last ten games, but with Corbin going, uh, they might get a little bit more confidence uh, with bats. Offense should pick up. Um, the they've gone over in uh, Washington has gone over in six of the last ten games, so um, I would expect them to get the bats going here. Uh, like D Rock said, with Davies, he's yet to pitch into the to the sixth inning of any of his four starts. So I kind of want to see a little bit more from him. He could, it could get away from him. Uh, I couldn't back either one of these teams. So with that being said, I think both pitchers are, you know, prone to having a bad day. So I would love the over in this matchup. Um, both teams don't, uh, don't strike out a lot, bottom five in K per game. So they're going to put the bat on the ball. And with, with that being said, I think it's going to be a decent amount of runs in this game. Yeah. I mean, uh, uh, Dylan talked about it. Patrick Corbin has been hasn't been too bad. I know he's allowed at least two earned runs in every single start thus far this season. But I mean, two earned runs isn't as bad as what he has been doing over the past several seasons. And he's been going at least six innings in a lot of his starts so far this season. I believe he's gone at least six innings in eight. Uh, sorry, seven out of his ten starts thus far this season. Um, the Nationals have actually won four straight starts with Patrick Corbin on the mound. Um, walks are concerned with um, Corbin in back-to-back starts. He has allowed four walks to the opposition. Um, did have a bad start against the Royals where he allowed six earned runs and six and one third innings pitch, but the offense stepped up in that game for the Nationals where they did win 12 to 10 in the last game against the Dodgers. Uh, he did give up three earned runs in five innings pitch, but again, the offense again showed up. I believe that was against Noah Syndergaard, if I'm not mistaken, but that was a 10 to six victory for the Nationals as well. So um, not Gonna back Zach Davies as a favorite here. I think I agree with uh, D Rock. I gotta take the Nationals at a plus price, uh, even with Patrick Corbin on the mound for the uh, Washington Nationals. Uh, next game on the board, gentlemen, 707 Eastern Star. We got the Houston Astros in Toronto to take on the Blue Jays. Uh, Ronel Blanco gets a start for the Houston Astros, and Chris Bassett gets a start here for the Toronto Blue Jays. Looking at the lines for this game, the Astros are a plus 135 road underdog, minus 155 on the money line for the Toronto Blue Jays. Total is set at nine with a big towards the over at minus 115. Run line minus one and a half, um, plus 125 for the Blue Jays and plus one and a half, minus 145 for the Houston Astros. Um, Chris Bassett has been pretty solid for this Toronto Blue Jays team. And guys, he's really gonna have to step up uh, with Alec Manoa. Going. Obviously, that's probably addition by subtraction or subtraction, whatever I'm trying to say. You know what I mean? Um, but he had one bad start, which was two starts ago against the Minnesota Twins, uh, where he allowed seven earned runs and just four innings pitched. But his last start against his former team in the New York Mets, he was actually really good. Uh, seven and two thirds innings pitched. He only allowed three hits, uh, zero earned runs in that span. Um, at home in Toronto thus far this season, two and one with a 2.16 ERA. Um, and over his last three games, one and two with a 4.50 ERA, he's allowed nine earned runs in an 18 innings pitch. But again, seven of those nine runs came in that one start against the Minnesota Twins. Uh, for the Houston Astros, it is going to be Ronel uh, Blanco. He's been a guy that was coming out of the bullpen for the Houston Astros. And because this is the injuries that they have been dealing with, uh, in their starting rotation, they're starting him uh, or they're trying him out in that pitching rotation. His last start uh, was against the. Let me see here. 
Uh, the Angels, uh, five and one innings pitch there. He did allow two earned runs, but the Astros get, did get the victory there, five to two in that game. And Chris Bassett has actually been pretty good against the Astros in his career. Trying to pull up the exact numbers here uh, for Chris Bassett against the Astros. Uh, so he missed them. Let's see here. Uh, so in his career overall, he's four and three with a three point nine zero ERA against the Astros. Did have a start earlier this season against the Astros. I think that was the one thing that stuck out to me um, when I was uh, handicapping this game. He had a really good start in that game as well. Six and one thirds innings pitched. He allowed three hits and zero earned runs in that game for the uh, uh, for the Toronto Blue Jays. So I'm going to take a stab here with the. Um, with the Toronto Blue Jays in the first five innings, if you're able to find a nice run line price on the Toronto Blue Jays, I think that they can get a couple runs off of uh, off of Blanco and Chris Bassett. I think should continue his success at home for the Blue Jays and against his Astros team. So I'll roll the dice here a little bit with the Blue Jays on the first five run line here, Lante. I don't have much to add, man. I'm um, like I told uh, told you guys like a couple episodes ago. Um, I'm like heavily invested in the Blue Jays, so I'm trying to stay away from losing even more money than what I'm going to lose on them. Uh, but the way the Astros have been hitting the ball, I can't be, I can't bet against them. Uh, I really can't. I mean, 11 runs. We saw what they did um, yesterday, 11, 9, 6, and 5. Um, they destroyed the Angels in, in the Aries, uh, I think it was earlier in, um, in the June, like a week ago. Um, I can't go against the Astros right now, man. Uh, Altuve being back. Um and you mentioned the pitching numbers, so I, I won't go into that. But I, I would lean Astros, if anything. Um, but I, like I said, I can't bet against um, Houston right now with, with how the offense is looking. Uh, D-Rock. Yeah, Munoff, uh, first five for the Blue Jays minus that half is at plus 120. So, yeah, good. It. Yeah, getting some good value there. But I'm with Lante, man. Give me the Astros here. Plus 135 is outrageous, I feel like. I only made the Blue Jays a minus 110 favorite. I know Chris Bassett has been really good at home this season, but I just think the Astros are a much better team. Hitting-wise, pitching-wise, they have the better bullpen. Just overall, I, I just don't think the Astros should be this big of an underdog against any team, honestly. Maybe the Tampa Bay Rays on the road, but that's about it. I think we see some regression as well from Bassett. So I'll take the dog in this game, plus 135. Astros. Yeah, I mean, um, I get it. I mean, anytime you get a plus price, I think I mentioned this on the pod yesterday as well. If you, anytime you get a plus price with the Astros, you got to take it. Um, but I, I think with the, with Chris Bassett on the mound, I think I'm more confident in that than really any yeah. other pitchers for the uh, Blue Jays. I know Kevin Gossman has also struggled against the Astros, but it seems like Chris Bassett, who's been familiar with this Astros team when he was with the A's, um, he faced them, I want to say, I think it's close to uh, 10 times since 2018 or nine times since 2018 uh, when he was with the Oakland A's. And again, that one start earlier this season, which was in Houston, actually, uh, was a good start. But we'll see. Maybe I'll fall, fall flat on my face and, and uh, can't feed the hometown team. But and, uh, we uh, shall an see. An angle, Moon, off real quick. He After the, the uh, outing, his last outing against the Mets, he flew directly home to be with his wife who had a child. So he has a child now, and you know how pitchers and athletes perform once they have a child. They they about, they about go crazy. So oh, that, yeah. that, that's an angle right there. Fred Van Vliet energy uh, <laughs> coming in after uh, having a child. So, yeah, we'll see. I think, that, again, this is a, it's been a, a good start for the Astros. I know they uh, absolutely blasted Alec Manoa uh, in game one. 
Uh, all right, guys, let's get over to the next game on the board. Uh, let me get back to my odds here. We have a 7-10 Eastern start. The LA Dodgers and the Cincinnati Reds square off in Cincinnati. Minus one, sorry, Noah Syndergaard, I should say, is getting the start for the Dodgers. And Brandon, Brandon Williamson gets the start here for the Cincinnati Reds minus 175 on the money line for the Dodgers and plus 150 on the money line for the Reds. (laughs) Total is set at 11. Run line is both minus 10 each way here. Um, Who's got this game? Uh, Alante, take this way. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, man, I I love the over. I know we mentioned about the Dodgers um, having a good day today uh, against Cincinnati. They were rested. Uh, I think they'll continue to, to play well against the Cincinnati um, pitching unit with Williams, and I think I don't have the numbers in front of me. I'm pretty sure uh, maybe you or D Rock have it. I don't know if they have it like right now, but the Dodgers perform really well against lefties, if I'm not mistaken. I don't have the exact numbers in front of me, but just from um, just off the top of my head, I think they perform a, a well against um, lefties. I know Williamson uh, throws left, so I like the over. Uh, Red allowed five runs per game, uh, while Thor, you know, he's allowed five plus runs in four of his last five road starts. Uh, excluding the Brewers game on May 9th because he only threw uh, for one inning. So I like the over here, man. I would, I mean, we throw the Dodgers in the parlay or something, don't lay that big of a number. Um, what is the run line in, off? You said one and a half? Minus 10. Yeah, maybe just maybe just buy it up to two. Uh, you can get plus money on that. So I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't hate that, but I love the over in the game, um, especially the way – that uh, Thor's been pitching. I mean, Cincinnati could get to him, and I definitely believe that the Dodgers will get to Williamson. Uh, Dylan, what do you got? Yeah, real quick to answer Alante's question, uh, Dodgers hitting 230 off of lefties on the year. Not as good as I thought. Um, I'm actually going to be on the other side, under 11 for me. I think just the total is just a little too high. Maybe my total 10.4. I get it. Syndergaard, he's been brutal, but you got to think he's got to turn it or be able to turn it around at some point, you know? As for the Rays, they aren't scoring a bunch of runs either to help contribute to the over. So they've gone under this number in four of the last five games. I just don't think the Reds are going to be able to help get to this over. Like I said, Dodgers only hitting 230 off of lefties. I think we see runs, maybe a 6-8, 7-8 game, but uh, 11 is just a little outrageous for me. So give me the under. Yeah, um, Lots of kind of going back to your point about Dodgers against left-handed pitching um, season long. Yeah. 230 against left-handed pitching, whatever last two weeks, they were actually number uh, one in slugging percentage um, against yeah, okay. left-handed uh, pitching. Yeah, maybe I had a confused. They're number three. Yeah. No. Yeah. They're number three in team batting average against left-handed pitching over the last two weeks. And the number one in WRC plus and that's only in 89 plate appearances, but I think, uh, I mean, that's not a bad of a sample for the LA Dodgers. So maybe they're trying to figure some things out here, but yeah, definitely can't. I'm not laying a, a minus 175 price with Syndergaard. Um, I think that the, the, the runs off of it. So if you don't want to back a side here, I think a team total may be in order for the Cincinnati Reds in this game. Um, I'm trying to pull up the numbers here for Noah Simi. So the Dodgers are four and seven straight up uh, in his 11 starts. 
seven and four towards the over and they're uh if you want a, another your fee bet eight and three on the yes with noah Syndergaard on the mound for the um for the dodgers um and then on the season for the first five he's also been terrible for the dodgers so uh, I, I would probably look at a reds team total over here the um the Dodgers have lost three straight starts with um, Noah Syndergaard on the mound. Again, like I mentioned, the last game was against Patrick Corbin, um, where they were, I think, a very hefty favorite of minus 250, if I'm not mistaken. That's what I'm seeing right now. And they did lose that game outright. So maybe some value on the Reds in this game um, against the Dodgers and Noah Syndergaard. Uh, all right, guys, next game on the board, 720 Eastern start. We've got the New York Mets. They are going to be in Atlanta to take on the Braves. Max Scherzer on the mound for the Mets and Charlie Morton on the mound for the Atlanta Braves. Um, the Braves are a slight home favorite here, minus 120, even money on the money line for the New York Mets. Total set at 8.5. Run line, minus 1.5, plus 160 for the Mets, and plus 1.5, minus 190 for the uh, Braves here. D-Rock, take us away. Yeah, lines, uh, let me see. Lines weren't out when I... Uh... Okay, first five plus a half at minus 105. I like that. I know Scherzer's been inconsistent on the road, and we like to back him at home. But I think we see a solid outing from him tomorrow. He's been great in his past four games, not allowing more than one run in any of those starts. And the Mets have won all of those games as well. So I'm not the biggest Uncle Charlie fan either. He isn't the best at home. The Braves, they've lost three of uh, his last three starts. And the last time he faced the Mets earlier in the season – he gave up four runs in five innings. I think both pitchers give up runs in this game. Wins blowing out. I like the over. I set my total at 8.9, so I like over 8.5. But I think the Mets can uh, hang around early on. So Mets first five plus a half is my bet. Yeah, I know we talked a lot about, I think this was last week, when I did back um, Max Scherzer and Mets. Um, I think it was against the, what was his last start against? Here I have it right here. Um, it was the Phillies, wasn't it? I believe. Uh, but Max Scherzer, he did give up a couple. Yeah, it was the Phillies. So he gave up a couple runs in that first inning uh, off of that throw by Alvarez, which uh, scored two runs. But after that, he was really solid. He's gone back to back starts um, of at least seven innings for the Mets, and the Mets have won five, two, four, two in both of those starts. Um, and then we talked about it that and Dylan, you just mentioned that his struggles have come on the road uh, thus far this season at home two and zero with a 0.50 ERA in 18 innings pitched on the road three and two with a 4.85 ERA 16 earned runs. He's allowed in 29 and two thirds innings uh, on the road thus far this season. So I do like your angle that first five for the Mets here. I think Charlie Morton will be uh, will give it up as well. He'll give up a few runs as well. So uh, I think that this could get over the total as well. But I will. I'm gonna back the uh, Mets here. Give me the Mets on the money lot um, at even money against the Atlanta Braves. Uh, next game on the board. Two games left on the schedule. Here we have a 8:05 Eastern start. The St. Louis Cardinals and the Texas Rangers are facing off in Arlington. The Rangers are gonna start John Gray, and the Cardinals are starting Jack Flaherty. In this game, the Rangers are a minus 145 uh, home favorite, plus 125 on the money line for the St. Louis Cardinals. Total is set at nine with Vic towards the under at minus 115. Run line minus one and a half, plus 130 for the Rangers and plus one and a half, minus 150 for the uh, Texas Rangers and John Gray here. Start here with Jack Flaherty. 
Um, he got off to a rough start early in the season, but it seems like he's kind of found his form uh, over the past several starts for the St. Louis Cardinals. I know walks have been a huge concern for Jack Flaherty, uh, especially at the beginning of the season. But you take a look at his last three starts thus far this year, um, and Jack Flaherty uh, and the Cardinals are actually the Cardinals are actually two and one in his last three starts, and they've actually won four of his last five starts. His last start came against the Pittsburgh Pirates in Pittsburgh, where he went five in the third inning, only allowed one earned run. Back to back starts, Jack Flaherty's only allowed one earned run each in those starts, and um, it's really been that one. And since that start against the Angels, where he allowed ten earned runs. Over his last five starts, he's been really solid for this Cardinals team. Um, doesn't have a decision over his last three games, but he does have a 2.65 ERA. And like I mentioned, the Cardinals have actually won uh, one of his last five starts, um, but he just hasn't been able to record a decision. And over his last five games, he had an ERA of, let's see here, um, 2.48. So, Compared to a season-long um, average or ERA, he's doing real well. John Gray on the other side, he has been absolutely phenomenal. We talked about that when we talked about the Jacob DeGrom news. So far this season, John Gray, 6-1 with a 2.51 ERA, 51 strikeouts at 20 walks. Last five games, guys, he's a perfect 5-0 with a .79 ERA. 34 innings pitched, only allowed three earned runs in that span. He's gone at least seven innings in four of his last five starts, and the Rangers have actually won um, four of his last five starts by two or more runs. So I think John Gray can continue pitching well here for these um, for the Rangers. I think this might be a pitcher's duel. I think that if the Rangers are able to stay patient at the plate and draw those walks against uh, Jack Flaherty, where she has been given up, I know in back-to-back games he hasn't. He's only allowed one uh, walk each, but I gotta stay with the hot team here, man. These are two teams that are going in opposite directions. I'm gonna back the better pitcher here, in my opinion. He's been really good over his last five starts. Give me the Rangers on the money line. Give me the Rangers on the run line as well at plus one thirty. I think there's some great value there, Lante. Yeah, I agree with you, man. I can put it better myself. Two teams in opposite directions. Um, I'm leaning towards the under, as hard as that is to do with you know the way Texas played at home. Um, you mentioned the pitching numbers. I, I won't reiterate it, but I think both pitches will have similar success. I mean, um, you know, Flaherty's one run allowed one run or less in his last two road outings. Uh, Gray's allowed one or less in five straight starts. So I, I probably would lean to Texas in the first five and full game. Just split your unit, unit up. Uh, Texas is nineteen sixteen and two, or nineteen six and two. I'm sorry. Uh, on the money line at home in the first five, whereas St. Louis is 9-16 and 7 on the road in the first five. So I would look to play Texas early and maybe put something small uh, on the under. I mean, I know it's hard to do with uh, Texas's bombs away um, at home. I think Flaherty will settle in if he gives up a, a run or two at the beginning of the game and we'll be able to get home on this under. So I like the under. Um, I like Texas first five and full game. So, All right, D-Rock, what do you got? Yeah, I like the Rangers. I can't disagree with you guys. Uh, I also lean over. I see eight and a halfs out there. I made my total 9.8. Uh, I, You could get Rangers at minus 134 over on uh, FanDuel right now. So that's that's crazy good. I made the Rangers a minus 150 favorite. Uh, I mean, at this point, I'm just violently taking the Rangers. So, I mean, if we continue to get these short odds, uh, you got to keep rolling with them. They're eight and two in their last 10 Cardinals. 
opposite. They're three and seven. They're 13 and 20 on the road. Rangers, their second best team in the league. And not to mention they're hitting 295 at home this season, which is why they're 20 and eight straight up at home this season. I honestly think the Rangers could get over this total themselves. I'm not a big fan of Flaherty. I know he's been pitching all right, but I'm not high on him. I'm not going to overthink this one. Give me the Rangers on the money line. So is the total that you got is th- that's more baked in for Texas than it is St. Louis? A hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent. So I, my, yeah, I don't, I don't hate that. I don't hate that. Yeah. Yeah, I made my team total for the Rangers five point four. Okay. So. Yeah. That's, okay. Yeah. Right. Uh, do need to go back to the game between the Orioles and the Brewers. Uh, it's going to be a seven forty Eastern start. No pitcher listed right now for the Baltimore Orioles, but Corbin Burns is getting the start here for the uh, Milwaukee Brewers. Um, do you guys see a pitcher list for the Orioles, uh, D-Rock, or Lante? Um, I, th- I thought Kramer was going. If I'm yeah, not I think Kramer was going. Yeah, Kramer. Yeah, I thought he was okay. going. Unless I, I said earlier, but then I seen it go off the board. Uh, so I'm not 100% sure, but I did see um, Kramer on the board. Okay, let me refresh my page here. Maybe they put out. Yeah, I mean, it might have, it might have went off, but this was earlier in the day, probably oh, yeah, right I got around. Mine. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I do see Corbin is a minus one thirty-five home favorite, plus one fifteen on the money line for the Baltimore Orioles. Total is set at eight and a half. A little bit of vig towards the under at minus one fifteen. Run line minus one and a half, plus one forty for the Brewers, and plus one and a half, minus one sixty-five for the Baltimore Orioles. So. Um, let's handicap this game on the fly here. So Corbin Burns has had his struggles thus far this season when I was digging into his numbers. Um, but I think Corbin Burns has been a pitcher for me, at least when I'm handicapping that I'm more comfortable backing when he's at home. Uh, his last start was against the Cincinnati Reds where he did go six innings, allowed three earned runs. He did give up four walks, but only allowed two hits in that game. So a little head scratching there. Uh, and his previous start was against the Giants. He did pitch pretty well in that game as well. Seven innings, only allowed one earned run, but again, did give up three walks. Didn't get any run support in that game where the Brewers only scored one run in that game. But at home so far this season, he is 2-1 and one with a 4.05 ERA. 33 and one-thirds innings pitched at home. He's allowed 15 earned runs, but five of those earned runs came in a uh, game against the Houston Astros. Now, I don't want to say we could toss that out the window because it is the Astros and they are one of the better offenses in the league. But in that game, he did give up four home runs to the Houston Astros. Um, and when uh, and that's the most he's allowed. I don't know in how long. Also worth noting that um, Corbin Burns has been really good up against American League teams in his career. Um, I know I mentioned the Astros right now, but um, I'm trying to pull up the numbers here in his career against American League teams. Uh, Corbin Burns in his career against um, American League's teams with a 2.01 ERA. He's already faced five American League teams thus far this season. And in those starts this season, he is 3-1 and one with a 3.29 ERA. And again, that ERA is a little bit inflated just because of that. what I mentioned against the Houston Astros. But he has wins against the Mariners, the Angels, and the Royals thus far this season um, in those games against the uh, American League teams. 
Dean Creamer, like you guys mentioned, does get the start here for the uh, Baltimore Orioles. Uh, looking at his numbers thus far this season, 6-2 with a 4-4-3 ERA. Um, on the road this season, he is 3-1 with a 3.94 ERA. 32 innings pitched, 14 earned runs allowed. Uh, the Orioles have won four of his last five games. The only loss did come against the Texas Rangers, where he did allow three earned runs and six and one-thirds innings pitched. But other than that, he's been really solid for the Baltimore Orioles. I feel like this is a discounted price on Corbin Burns. So I'm going to go with the Corbin Burns here, minus 135 on the money line. Again, I like that he's at home. I like he's going up against the American League team that he has does have success against. Um, and I think Dean Kramer can probably give up uh, a, a few runs here, but I, I expect a good performance from Corbin Burns here in this game. So I'll take the Brewers minus 135 uh, on the money line here, Lante. Yeah, I'm probably going to go the other way. Uh, nothing strong, though. Uh, I think Kramer is one of the more underrated pitchers um, we have in the league. Um, he's been really good on the road. He's allowed two or less in his last three road starts um, against two of the better, you know, lineups in the MLB, Toronto and Atlanta. Um, and you mentioned the Corbin Burns outside of that bombs away that, that uh, Houston did on him. Uh, he's been excellent at home, allowing two runs of less than four of his last five. Uh, I just think that it's going to be a defensive type of game. Both of these pitches are going to be locked in. We don't know what Milwaukee's offense struggles mightily. And Baltimore, I think, are good on both sides of the ball. They play really well on the road. I think they have a better home, I mean, a better road record than they do at home. Uh, I think this is a perfect game, defensive game. So I could, I love the under. I could see like a two-one either way. Uh, but I'll take the plus money with Baltimore. Uh, also love the first five. Um, Kramer, top five most profitable pitchers in the first five, seven, three, and two um, on the season. So I'll probably take um, a full unit, put it on the first five, and take a full unit and have it on the under. Uh, all right, D-Rock, what do you got? Yeah, just to kind of uh, agree with both of you, I do think there's value in uh, Baltimore, and I also do like the under. I made my total 7.9. I do think we're gonna we're getting a discounted price with um, Corbin Burns. He has pitched better, but Dean Kramer, he's been one of the most underrated pitchers, especially on this roster. He's great on the road, like Lante said. So I think we see a pitching matchup. Uh, no first five lines out just because the lines literally just came out. So maybe look towards the first five under if we were able to get like a three and a half or four. I like that. But uh, yeah, I kind of lean under. And I, I, if gun to my head, I would take the plus price with the Orioles. All right, two games left on the board here. Let's go to a 940 Eastern start between the San Francisco Giants and the Colorado Rockies. Logan Webb is getting the start here for the Rock. Sorry for the Giants, and I don't see a pitcher for the Rockies. Actually, I do. Connor Siebold is getting the start here for the uh, Colorado Rockies. Uh, D-Rock, did you have anything for this game? No, just because I didn't have a pitcher for the Rockies, but Siebold is going. I mean, Plus 170 at home. I think that's a good price right now for the Rockies. Uh, 11, 11, 11 uh, the total seems kind of small as well. I would lean under, especially in altitude. But, uh, yeah, just off the top of my head, I mean, I can't back uh, Logan Webb at over $2. Yeah, Logan Webb has had success against the Rockies. I'm trying to filter this down. Uh, let's see if we can see it on the road here. Uh, so in his career, 3-1 and one with a 4.59 ERA. Uh, his last start was back in September 2022 in Colorado, where he did go five and one-thirds innings. Allowed only one hit and zero earned runs um, against the uh, Rockies there. Prior to that, he had given up at least three earned runs and four straight starts in Colorado. So, um, yeah, I wasn't able to handicap this game either without an uh, official pitcher for the Rockies. But, Lante, do you have anything? 
Yeah, I didn't, but I seen uh I'm leaning with D Rock. I can't lay that big of a number with Logan Webb, but what I will do is play his um total outs prop and, and a K prop. Uh he's picked six plus in his last ten six plus innings in his last ten games. Uh he's given up two or less in seven of the last eight games. So I probably would look at more so some Logan Webb K props and uh his total outs probably those are not out um yet, but those are the two things that I'll be on pretty heavily uh, in this game. But uh, like D Rock said, I mean I, I I wouldn't trust him in that big of a number. I'd probably lean to Colorado at the number, but love Logan Webb and his K props um, tomorrow. All right, last game on the board, gentlemen. We got the Chicago Cubs, nine thirty eight Eastern start. Chicago Cubs. They are taking on the LA Angels. Jameson Tyone gets to start here for the Chicago Cubs, and Jaime Barea gets to start here for the LA Angels. Angels are a minus 135 home favorite, plus 115 on the money line for the uh, Chicago Cubs. Total set at nine with a little bit of big towards the over at minus 120. Run line minus one and a half, plus 140 for the Angels, and plus one and a half, minus 165 for the Cubbies here. Um, Jamison Tyone, I did fade him in his last start against the Padres. Didn't work out well for me. I should have known better because it was the Padres, but he it was his, by far his uh Best start of the season, or second best start of the season. Five and two thirds innings pitch in that game. He only allowed three hits and allowed only one earned run in that game. The uh, Cubs did win the game two to one um, against the Padres. But prior to that, the uh, Cubs had lost nine of his uh, nine straight starts or nine starts in a row where he has started for the Cubbies. But um, I think this is a game where we probably see the old Jameson Tyone against this LA Angels offense. I'm Berea, like I mentioned, is going to get the start here for the LA Angels. Thus far on the season, he is two and two with a 1.59 ERA at home, one and two with a 0. 0.60 ERA. Um, they've been using him more in a hybrid role. He does have two starts in two of his last three games for the um, Angels, and the Angels have won two of those three games. His last start came against the Chicago White Sox in Chicago, where the uh, Angels won the game 12-5. In that game, he threw five innings, allowed only one earned run off of four hits for the Angels. So I think this one's pretty simple for me. I think this is a discounted price here on the Angels. I'm going to lay the chalk here, minus 135. I don't hate the uh, run line either. Minus one and a half, plus 140 for the Angels against Tyone. So I do think that um, we see the Tyone that we've been used to seeing um, this season for the Cubs. So Angels for me here, D-Rock. Yeah, I couldn't agree more, Munaf. Uh, give me the Angels minus 135 on the money line. Like you said, very discounted price we're getting with the Angels. I made him a minus 170 favorite. Tyon is another one of those pitchers where you just can't back. Don't let the last start fool you. It was against the Padres who can't really hit and Berea he's pitched really well in the month of May and I think he can limit the Cubs bats you know uh I think the Angels they get back to their winning ways they're not they're not playing the best baseball right now but I think this is a good series for them to get back into the win column so I agree with you I'll take the Angels on the money line minus 135. Lante? Yeah I'll make the consensus man I'm with you with the Angels I think it's a little bit of a short price um I think Jameson he's Jameson's been bad on the road I mean he got his first win but you guys pretty much laid it out. And the Padres, inconsistent as it gets, um, as we highlighted in the earlier breakdown of their game. Um, and small sample size, Bar- um, Ray has been solid on the mound, 1.59 ERA, uh, 0.91 whip, and 34 to 8 strikeout to walk ratio. So he's been pretty solid. Uh, I-, I like the Halos here. They I like the over. Uh, they've been over in 6 of the last 10. Struggling offensively, uh, but I think they get the bat school against, against uh, Jamison. Uh, here is oh tomorrow I guess in tomorrow's matchup. 
All right, so that is the betting card for the Wednesday schedule. Last order of business before we do in the show. It's going to be our lock and dog for the Wednesday schedule. D-Rock, you want to lead us off? Yeah, let me start with one of the games we talked about earlier in the show. I'm going to go with the Mariners Padres under under eight. I still like I got eight and a half. I just think this is extremely high. It's made my total 7.6 Padres and the unders 19 and 39 on the season. Uh, and, you know, the. The Padres, they're only hitting 211 off a of righty. So I think this is a good spot for the Mariners and George Kirby. So I'm going to go towards the under for my lock. As for my dog, I did give out some home puppies, but the best that I like, I'm going to fade Zach Davies. I'm going to take the Nationals at this uh, plus price. I got a plus 135. I still, I still think you could get plus money out there. Patrick Corbin, he's been backable, and I think he will give us another backable start at home where, you know, the D-backs, they're hitting, but, you know, he only he hasn't allowed more than two runs at home in his last three starts. So going to fade Zach Davies. He's only had one star on the road. I want to see a little more out of him. So give me the Nationals as my dog and as my lock. I'll take the Mariners and Padres under. Lante, what do you got? Yeah, man, so for my lock, I'm going to go with – the Pittsburgh Pirates on the on the run line minus one and a half plus one twenty. Uh, I like them a lot in this spot. Uh, I, both both teams going in opposite directions. Obviously, Pittsburgh won six straight. Oakland can't win a day game. Uh, Moon, I've read off the numbers earlier. Oh, and twenty was that twenty six? Twenty that they were twenty three. Well, they'll we'll be, be twenty six right? soon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're just speaking <laughs> it into the future. So yeah, I like that as my lock. Um, as for my dog, I'm going to go with the Baltimore Orioles. Um, I know Corbin Burns is really good at home. I think this uh, Baltimore team has a special brewing, especially on the road. It goes to show that they're somewhat of a younger team, and they just come together on the road, one of the better road records in the MLB. So I think they come in. Uh, it'll be a tough battle I think in close games. Uh, they'll be a little bit. They'll be, they'll get a little bit more. Um, have a little bit more experience in close games than Milwaukee does. So I like Baltimore uh, a lot here. So I'll play them. I see plus 120. It's uh, a small uh, road dog. Here. All right. Uh, for my lock, I am going to go with the LA Angels uh, on the money line to see a minus 135 price on them. I'm just going to go back to fav- uh, fading Jameson Tyone. He's going up against an offense with Otani, with Trout, Taylor Ward, uh, Anthony Rendon. Those guys have. Um, I think we'll have success against Jamison Tyone. I think his last start against the Padres uh, was a, a bit of an outlier. Uh, I think the Padres were coming back from Miami in that first start um, against uh, or back home against Jamison Tyone. But I think we'll see the guy that we've been used to seeing throughout the season. He'll give up the runs uh, to the Angels. And, you know, Ima Berea has been, I think, better pitcher at home uh, for the Angels. So I'm going to take the Angels on the money line, minus 135. For my dog, give me the Miami Marlins minus one and a half plus one fifteen is what I'm seeing on DraftKings right now. Um, simply fading Jordan Lyles. I don't need to get into the numbers again, but on the road he's been very bad. Uh, make sure you're getting on that your fee where it is eleven out of twelve games where it has cashed for uh, starts with Jordan Lyles, and I do expect the Marlins to do uh, put up runs against the Royals uh, and against um, Jordan Lyles at least, especially that he is on the road. So. Lock Angels minus 135 on the money line. And then my dog is going to be the Marlins on the run line minus one and a half plus 115 for the Wednesday card. Uh, all right, gentlemen, uh, our 
about an hour 15, a little less than that here. I know we talked about some pitchers, um, but the Jacob DeGrom news and things like that. So if you weren't able to get to that, we talked about Jacob DeGrom at the top of the show. But uh, D-Rock, anything else you want to mention before we get out of here, bud? No, I just got to go to fucking bed, man. I'm dying out here. But um, other than that, everyone, good luck on your bets. Uh, and, yeah, I think last time we were all on a show last week, I think we either swept the board or because we all gave out plus price uh, lock and dog. So hopefully we have another successful pod. Yeah, D-Rock's about to take a bottle of NyQuil and wake up in two days. So uh, if we don't hear from him, he's, he's probably still knocked out in bed. Lante, anything else, my man? Nah, man, I got nothing else. I hope you feel better, D-Rock. Uh, hey, man, this is this is your flu game. You're going to sweep the board tonight. Uh, <laughs> Michael, Jordan, Michael Jordan style. But, yeah, man, I'm looking forward to, to the card uh, tonight and tomorrow. So hopefully we can get some winners, stay hot. I think we've been doing pretty well um, over the past week and a half. So I hope we can keep that going and keep the listeners' uh, pockets fat for uh, rolling it into football season. Yeah, 100% agree. I, I know it's starting to get to the dog days of summer, but we're here for the MLB season. Hopefully we can build your guys' bankrolls uh, as we kind of progress through the uh, summer months here for the MLB. So if you haven't already subscribed to the MLB Gambling Podcast, wherever you listen to it, whether it's on Spotify, whether it's on Apple. And again, if you haven't already subscribed to the YouTube channel here on uh, for the MLB Gambling Podcast, please do so before you guys uh, get out of here. Uh, please like the video for the um, stream here. It really helps us out. We'll be back tomorrow uh, in some form or fashion for the Thursday games. I know shorter car on Thursday, uh, but we'll be here as usual at 5 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, All right, guys, good luck with your bets. Let's break these books off and let it ride.